who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Unlocked Episode 420. It's going to be a fun baby. one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can we get past the giggles? Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. It's going to be a good episode. We're in man. California. We could be actually high right now, but we're not because we're at work and yeah. we value our it's jobs. Dr- it's a drug reference. It, <laughs> thank you, Destin. Uh, coming up <laughs> on this week's episode of Unlocked, it's already going so great. Uh, we're going to talk all about XO19, Microsoft's big event last week. They've been building toward it for quite a while, and it was a big show. There is plenty to discuss, so stay tuned for that right after our fun little theme music. All right, friends, what's happening? I'm Ryan McCaffrey to my left, Brandon Tyrell. Hello. Like the, you got the Xbox look going today, the, the black with the green there. It's important to dress on brand. Yeah. You're, <laughs> could you match the, the lighting and the background? <laughs> the way if I say something stupid, I could just, just turn blend in like blend a chameleon. Brand, not Brandon. You're not, you're Brandon, you're Destin. Hi, Hi again. Hey, bam, what's up? baby. <laughs> uh, the mics are super sensitive. Did you cover so. your mic to lessen I, I the bam? To, bam. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the we mics are, are really sensitive today. Losing so. listeners by the yeah. moment. No, we're not. No, They're we're not. jamming out with me. They're hyped. <laughs> All right, we've got Xbox. plenty to get to. So, uh, welcome to Podcast Unlocked. It is episode 420. You know, we only get one 420 <laughs> on the show ever. Yeah. So, let's make it a good one. But uh, yeah, it'll be fun. We'll have a good time. Real quick, I want to promote something Xbox related. The November episode of IGN Unfiltered is up now, and it's with Phil Harrison. No, not Phil Spencer. The other cool Phil from uh, who was an Xbox executive, Phil Harrison was a longtime Sony executive, and if you remember, if his name's like eh, his name sounds kind of familiar, he went over and uh, after a pit stop at Atari in between uh, Sony and Microsoft, he joined Microsoft. He was uh, one of the executives there, kind of running European studios in the late 360, early Xbox One era. So. I talked to him all about that. Take a look at that on YouTube, on IGN, or on your favorite podcast services. So ends my big uh, selfless self-promotion of the week. Okay, 
Uh, I wanted to start also, before we get to XO19, by wishing a happy 18th birthday to the original Xbox. Congratulations, you're legal. (laughs) Just like weed. You're on episode 420. Oh Jesus, Destiny. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know where to go with this anymore. Except- Happy birthday. You can legally vote and buy scratchers. Don't do that, though. That's just- <laughs> I think before the show, Ryan's like, uh, Phil might be watching today. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, we have fun. What the heck? Who cares, really? Well, I mean, we care, but who cares about whether or not anyone else is having fun? As long as we're having fun. So take the happy moments <laughs> where you can get them. Original Xbox, 18 years old. Uh, right. Number one, this makes me feel old for yeah. starters. Yep, yep, yep. Makes me feel very, very old. But uh, I thought it would be fun piggybacking off of uh, a tweet I made that, that got a ton of pickup from all of you guys last week. I just the, 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 the Xbox verified account just did a happy 18th birthday Xbox. And so I quote tweeted that and said, post your five favorite original xbox games not the best mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. five favorite and a lot of people seem to have fun with that so i thought we would do it here destin kick us off chronicles of riddick escape from butcher bay excellent Fantastic choice game. tell us so for those that aren't yeah. aware so that that game uh is backwards compatible via the, i believe it's the 360 version the remake mm-hmm. which was a Assault on Dark, something Dark, dark Athena. Athena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can play play it on Xbox One via the 360 version of the Xbox original Xbox version. Yeah, Oof. but why was that game awesome? Because it super it, was. It did a lot with the storytelling. First of all, the, the story that they actually told about Riddick and him getting his uh, night vision basically was really really cool. It takes place in this prison and had a lot of A list actors associated with it. So. That was all going on for it. It also used uh, light and dark, like it used the stealth sort of mm. mechanic yes. that allowed you to sort of sneak around and uh, take out soldiers. And um, it was I just liked the progression of the game. I liked the stealth element. I liked everything looked really impressive for the the time. It was it was like above and beyond a lot of what we had seen. This was an original Xbox game, and it was doing stuff that we wouldn't see again until like the 360 era, basically. I remember, it was amazingly impressive. I remember when, um, when oh, let's, now I'm blanking on the name of the developer, because the core of the, that mm-hmm. developer left to become, to form machine games. Volition? Mm-hmm. Was it Volition? No, no, not Volition. No. Uh, Dang, it'll come to me later. But anyway, when they came by to show us back at OXM, oh yeah, uh, they came by to preview the game. The menu, the main menu of that game, oh the cube, is a cube that like transforms, and it was a it was a normal it used normal mapping, which mm-hmm. was a really fun new graphics technique back on the original Xbox that kind of gave this sort of appearance of texture to yeah. things. And the cube would just spin around as you, <laughs> as you chose different options on the menu. And I remember, yeah, we were all just mesmerized by, by the, the menu, by mm-hmm. the cube itself. But you're right. That game, I mean, it, it came out of nowhere really to be one of the best first person action game campaigns in years. I mean, it was, yeah, you, you, you had, had it had like NPC stuff, right? Mm-hmm. There was, there was, mm-hmm. You could talk to other people. It had the stealth stuff. There were like there was the neat. You'd go down and you went down in the sewer later, and then it turned into like kind of a Doom Three horror kind of game yeah. with a, with the shotgun and mm-hmm. oh yeah, good very call. very fun. I never played this game. I never played it. I, I've always heard people talk about it with reverence. Really, like yeah. it was such mm-hmm. a cool game back then. 
But I just, Chronicles of Riddick was never really my thing. So did the game come out after Pitch Black? It came out after Pitch Black. So there before was like the no, Chronicles of Riddick movie. Yeah, before the second movie, which was largely not great. You know, yeah. it was mostly a dud. And uh, it was sort of fascinating. Longer. There wasn't really a movie tie-in. Maybe maybe the second movie was almost released. I don't know. Do you? Uh, you know what? I think I it was recall. just out of nowhere. But they released it. I know Vin Diesel had involvement. Heavy involvement. Yeah. He, had, he had started a studio called Tygon Studios. That's and what it was. was. And it was made yeah. by Starbreeze. That was the yep. developer I was yep. blanking oh, on a few minutes ago. Yeah, I, had to, right. I had to cheat and look it up. I don't up. know why I thought Volition for some reason. But <laughs> no, no worries. Yeah. Uh, well, they made another cool game, Red Faction Gorilla. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and he Diesel was, was pretty fairly heavily involved like with uh with Huge helping gamer. shape that game yeah and yeah it just that game came out of nowhere what a what a great pick uh brandon give me yeah one. i mean i'm i'm gonna go with with the easy one here because i know it's on a lot of people's Take the list but <clears throat> yeah malice the, the low-hanging fruit tau fist no what was it tau fang fist of the lotus fist of the lotus what a Oh my God! No, that was uh, uh, John Tobias's game. He of he he the Mortal Kombat co-creator. Yeah, I yeah. remember yeah. like they had the X-ray. The, that was the big selling point as well. Is like they had like, the and I believe that X-ray was the damage. one. I think that one got pulled off of shelves for having. It was like a culturally offensive. Yeah. Okay. So a bit of music. I think it was music. I thought I was misrem- misremembering, my, but it did have some sort of like cultural insensitivity in yeah, it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, oh, it's anyway, gone. That's my too bad. actual pick. Actual uh, pick. <laughs> not to bury the lead here. My actual pick is clearly, obviously, has to be Halo Two. Two. Yes. Why? Why Halo Two? That's such an interesting uh, <clears throat> so, choice. A uh, little little spoiler, uh, Combat Evolved also appears on my list of top five favorite games <laughs> too. on the original Xbox. Really no shocker there. Um, but so I my my background, like my background, growing up as a kid, I played just a ton of uh, RPGs, JRPGs and all that. So I, was, I really loved long, involved, single player, you know, hero, savior of the world story games. Um, the Xbox, the original Xbox is really the first time and, and, and I can back it up with another game on my list, but it was really the first time that I was introduced to online gaming in a way that was accessible kind of right out of the box. Oh yeah. I remember, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it a little bit. Take it. Um, another yeah, game on yeah. my list, uh, one of my favorite games on the original Xbox was Mech Assault. Nice. Oh, it yeah. was good the, pick. It was the game that came with my my Xbox. I believe it came with my Xbox. It, it's been a while, but I remember that being the first online game I got into, and I'm like, "Holy crap! <laughs> I'm playing against other people in their living rooms." Yeah. Um. So really, the original Xbox was sort of ushered in that 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 sort of future of online gaming for me. Um. And Mech Assault was really the first taste of it, and then Halo Two just blew the whole thing out of the water. I played that for ever, like mm-hmm. just eight hours. It feels like eight hours a day for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. Um, the game was spectacular. It, and was like, so, it really was. It was the first so one. The second one left a little to be desired. Because of the Ze- campaign? Mech Assault 2 was, yeah, the campaign oh, was Mech Assault. Not I'm talking Halo. Yeah, Halo. I, 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 we're back to Halo. I jumped over yeah, to Halo okay. 2, yeah. Um, Mech Assault, the, the, it was great. But Halo 2 really, like Mech Assault was that first taste of online yeah. competition. And Halo mm-hmm. 2 really, I think, kind of refined it and, and, and just became like what I did every I mean, what's, day. What's astounding about Halo 2 of many things is that I, could, I can look you straight in the eye and with a straight face say, you just, you just 
managed to undersell Halo. Not on purpose. It's like that's how good Halo's that's good. how high a level Halo two took it to. I mean the the, the party system mm-hmm. that Max Hoberman and his team designed. The and, ranking system, I remember uh, actively oh. like playing with a group of friends. And this was one of the first games I made friends with strangers yeah, online. Me too. Me like, too. hey, you are really good at a sniper. Do you wanna do you do you want to group up? Yeah. And then we just started the quest for, what was it, rank 50, where you got that moon, the obsidian <laughs> crescent moon mm-hmm. as the rank, and that was sort of, that was the elite status. I never got it, but... If I could go back in time to relive any gaming era of my life, like yeah. some people might might pick, oh, you know, my when I, my the first time I played games, like which for me was the original Nintendo and the original Super Mario Brothers, but no, I, I would straight honestly pick... November of 2004 to about the 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 360 launch, you know, a year later, because that I, it was Halo Two every literally every night uh, with with real life friends, coworkers, and friends Randos, we made online, yeah, strangers online, and just you know everybody used the their microphone the way it was intended to be used. Nah, they were, not everybody. They weren't playing music yeah. into there. They weren't it, screaming at the top of well, their lungs. No, remember, that stuff still happened. Remember Halo 2 <laughs> as well had, uh, it had this brilliant mix of of uh, push-to-talk team chat. Oh, yeah. If you had, I believe it was down on the D-pad, if my memory serves me correctly, which would broadcast to your whole team. I have no memory of this. But then <laughs> if you just talked without doing that, it was it proximity, was proximity yeah. chat. So mm. you could just I talk do remember to the, this now. You could just talk to the teammates near you or to the enemies yeah. near you. Mm-hmm. So like even if you were pressing team speak, if you were in earshot of an enemy, they would still hear you? Yes. Okay, that's right. Cuz I remember God, yeah, I re- was it Z- was it Zanzibar? Was that Halo 2? Yes. I believe so. Yeah, okay. You're right. All my memories are getting uh, mixed up. But I remember like sneaking trying to get up to the base of on course. Zanzibar and then being like, "Hey, are you where are you? Where are you? <laughs> hey, watch out. There's a guy there." And you're like, can't say anything. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, and we really haven't, for whatever reason. Maybe I think it's because I know this is a whole other discussion, but party chat kind of don't at me ruined it. But mm. because everybody just uses party chat. Oh yeah. But mm. like nobody implements voice talk like that that way anymore. I will say notable exception: Sea of Thieves. Yep. Does a really good job hmm. of, uh, you know, you can you can hear the other there's, people next there, nearby. It's got proximity chat. There's nothing worse than, like, pulling up to port <laughs> and then hearing someone talk. And you're like, oh, God. Are yeah. they under the boat? Are they hiding <laughs> Are in the woods? Under- Are they waiting to ambush? But, um, yeah, Halo 2. Yeah, just, it's, I mean, hands down. We could do a whole show on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, in fact, one of these days we will. But, uh, yeah, I, I will give you one here. So you went – we talked about Halo 2. I, I will have to say Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Of, of course, course you do. Yes. Yeah, it's. Uh, I still think it's. It's. Uh, if not the best stealth game ever made, it's the best stealth overall package ever. Thief Two might be the greatest stealth game ever made for me, which was an old PC game. But uh, the thing about Chaos Theory that rang true for me at the time, which I think still holds up, is it had a, a ten out of ten campaign. Just. Mm-hmm. All the all the sort of open sandboxy uh, missions, you know, from the lighthouse was the first level, the lighthouse in the rain, and mm. the, the way it would play with the lighting and the and the like the the cloth, you know, like the curtains blowing in the wind, and you'd sneak behind them, and your shadow would cast <laughs> immersion. Yeah, uh, of course the all, the lighting engine was an unbelievable in that game, and and all, you know you could you could play total stealth, you could play, you could be a gadget freak and you could you take your sc uh 
20k and you could put the sticky shockers on it and just zap all the guys staying non-lethal mm-hmm. so you could just shoot them or you could if they were walking in a puddle you could shoot you could zap the puddle and oh, it would yeah. zap them there's so many great ways to go or you could actually just Kill murder people, people yeah. if you wanted to do there was all i like that you could you could uh when you came up to choke somebody you could non-lethally choke them with uh i think left trigger or lethally choke them with right trigger where it would just you just stab them in the neck <laughs> Uh, and you know the 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 bank mission, the uh, Shanghai mission, the uh, the New York penthouse, the the oh, so many so much good stuff. And then the spies versus Mercs yeah. multiplayer, which had been introduced in the previous game, Pandora Tomorrow, it was really kind of refined, taken yeah. to the next level. And then that that uh, complementary two player co op campaign it was four missions that you had to play together, and you played. <laughs> Two shadow net agents, and you sort of Sam Fisher was doing his thing, and you'd occasionally like hear about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you guys were were these other like young agents going in and doing stuff, and then they released two more missions for free later. So there ended up being six of them total, and you you had the co op moves like you you'd get to an elevator shaft and you'd go. You'd go back to back and like oh climb you know, down yeah, it yeah cl- like spider climbing it together or one person could crouch and the other person could could run up and the other guy could toss him and you could lunge into a guy to just take him out. There's oh this that game was unreal, so good. Brandon, uh, Brandon, give me another one. Another oh, one. I have another one. Well, he said my name. Uh, <laughs> obviously, another another big name on you know the the list of great original Xbox games, but Fable. Like I nice. love, oh, yeah. yeah, Fable. So you're, a, so yeah, and Fable One was the only one that ended up being on the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. The future ones came to three sixty. Three sixty, yeah. Um, I, I actually, I, I think I enjoyed Fable One. Probably, I mean, Fable Two, I think was a better game. I didn't really enjoy Fable Three because it leaned more into like the uh, sort of further time periods. Yeah, it went, you know? it went too far in the future. It was I like think sort it, of an industrial age. I think even feeling. Molyneux has admitted that. I yeah. think on Unfiltered with me, he, he talked about that. Oh, like did he? He, sh- he shouldn't have gone. He should have kept it a little. Yeah. But yeah, man, Fable 1, like that fairy tale fantasy, the sort of misty past of, of Great Britain when, where it's yeah. set in Albion, of course. But um, still, go back and watch the Fable 1 trailer and it starts with that music and then you get the, the camera sweeping over I'll be on it yeah. like through the dark forests and the music is just so indicative of a fairy tale and and everything about that game was just thematically I like that game more than I think I do mechanically but you know it, it was back in a time where you would have options based on the way you play which isn't something that you saw a whole lot yeah. true like yeah. you you do more melee attacks you buff up your melee because the the orbs that they would drop would be a certain color correct um, very similar to Crackdown. And right? the, good, the good evil system as well. Yeah, yeah, so by the end of it, you're either a paragon in big golden armor with a halo around your head, or you're Ryan. A literal halo. A literal, literal halo. halo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everything about that is, is on point. <laughs> or you're Ryan who runs around with just this dark, sunken thing with uh, like horns coming out of your head. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, I know. Well, I played it Paragon, and then I went back and replayed it as uh, as evil. evil. Um, but the thing that I really loved about that game that that just strikes out is yes, the monsters they were big and small, and you fought Banderhops and um, whatever the werewolves were called in there. But there was a lot of variety to the game, and then you got to these points where like they would do. Um, uh, 
puzzle doors or, or oh yeah the uh, uh, what were they they were um, uh, yeah I'm blanking on them riddle, too. riddle doors or yeah, something yeah. but they would say a riddle and then th- what I what I love the most is when a game uh, marries narrative and mechanics in yes. one and these doors were super indicative of that yeah, where you they, had to figure it out they would give you a riddle and they and were then, tough too and then you had to mechanically solve it it's not just like oh I need to find the chicken foot from that village over there it was like to get into this door you need to pierce the heavens or something you right. have to shoot like 10 arrows in the air it's just an example. I don't think that was actually a door. <laughs> but they married narrative and mechanics in a way that it was just like, man, that game fired on all cylinders for yeah. me. And I still think about it to this day. Good stuff. Destin? Yeah. Um, so this is an entry that I've talked about on the show before, but it's Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Three. And I think that one was really important because it was one of the early adopters of the the Xbox Live mechanic where you could actually play against other people. And like your experiences with Halo, it was one of the first times where I had to get with a team and they taught me new mechanics and we learned how to work better Mm -hmm. together as a team to defeat the opponents. It had the lean system, which was really, really interesting. And, uh, it came with a microphone, and that's why I think a lot of people bought it because it was uh, a bundled-in deal that you could get. So yeah. you get a microphone for a reasonable price, and you get a really good game because you could use the microphone in mm-hmm. single player yes. and order your AI oh, guys around. Right. Which yes. Was super cool. Yes. Was this the one where you could put your face on your character as well, or was that? I you, think that was, was that Raven Shield. One? I think that was Raven Shield. It okay. might have been Vegas. I know that technology was added later. In the no, because the Vision series, camera so. came with the 360 later. That was not Did an original. Okay. So that's Vegas then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Three, and then it was Rainbow Six Three Raven Shield, which was a separate entry. Both fantastic games, though. But the Rainbow series, it's continued to be great, yeah. you know, through the years. Yeah. And that was one of the the really really important iterations of that game and because of the Xbox Live inclusion. And it was before Halo Two. Yeah, that game came out in yeah. Holiday '03. Mm-hmm. I reviewed it for OXM back in the day, and it, you're right. It was that was back when Major Nelson would publish the top 10 games played on Xbox right. Live like every week. Yeah. And Rainbow Six Three was number one from the time it came out for the entire year mm-hmm. up until Halo 2 finally yeah. came out and, and dethroned it. I mean, it was it was arguably the, the first killer app of, of Xbox Live before Halo 2 came in and really kind of just shook the earth forever. Yeah. But yeah, that yeah, was a great game. That was back in the day when I would rent as many games as I could through Gamefly so I could have a good, you know library of games to be playing regularly mm. and i bought that one instantly yeah like i rented it once and i was like no i'm buying this it's fantastic yeah very very fun entry yeah look i get you now leading raids with destiny working together <laughs> using those skills you learn uh bossing people around um bad about that <laughs> I, I another one for me is star wars knights of the old republic it's on mm. my list too july 2003 probably the best game to ever release in the summer <laughs> in the history of the world yeah uh just a, a, an unbelievable game. I remember I had I had wanted to review it, um, and it it's to this day it's my favorite. It's I think it's, it's still your greatest is, regret that you no, never no, were able to review it. I think it's still my favorite role playing game ever. Really, like Mass Effect One's in there. It's close, uh, which is both the same team coincidentally enough. And then uh, yeah, e- East Book One and Two, which is a classic from back in the day on the the, the turbo do turbo graphic cd brahm system but yeah kotor just it was i've i we no one had ever seen a star wars game with that sort of narrative depth to it ever yeah uh, arguably rpgs as well like that, yeah i mean that it, game was just 
the 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 journey it took you on you 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 built your own lightsaber you you got these cool party members like HK47 mm-hmm. you there was a massive story twist that you yeah. know it was so good mm-hmm. and and you could play good or evil mm-hmm. you could go full there was a meter on your in, in your character profile and your actions would either be light side actions or dark side actions and you being dark side in that was so much fun because I remember there was one part where you you, you, you agree to do something and then you talk to another guy and you you agree to double cross him mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's another guy and you, then you could double cross the double cross basically and <laughs> it was just just a, you know games hadn't let us do that stuff yeah. before and it was just so great uh, yeah Knights of the Old Republic that game was was great. was was and is just so tremendous it it might you know i actually recommended it my my 12 year old nephew uh he plays a lot of games on his ipad <clears throat> he plays uh like he plays PUBG on his ipad Oof. that's you know because kids now that's what they do they're, they're on mm-hmm. like they have a switch and they have an xbox but the the tablets and phones are are gaming consoles for them just as much as you know the original Nintendos it, were for us. It's no joke. There's huge audiences yeah. for these mobile games, and they're getting better yeah. and better. Better, yeah, absolutely. And so I had told I I knew that uh, I think it was Aspire had got had remade. Somebody had had polished up and ported over the original Kotor for iPad. So I said, oh, you should because and he loves Star Wars. He said, you should mm-hmm. you should uh, download this, and he did, and he he just finished it recently, and oh, even oh, wow. he loved it. So wow, that's great. That's yeah, awesome. So it's man. Uh, and it's it's also compatible on 360. It was one of those that first batch mm-hmm. of original. Sorry, on Xbox One, the original Xbox games that are compatible now. So yeah, yeah. still playable, and it's you can download it for ten bucks on the on the game store. Dude, Xbox that, game I, store. I have a sad confession. I have never been able to finish that game. Really? Yeah, I, I've gotten. I don't know six hours into it. Yeah, like when you get to the city, right. and about there, I just get distracted by mm-hmm. some other release or something. I've never been able to sit and... Do you know the twist? No, I don't. Oh, I don't want to really? ruin it. Yeah, I don't know I, the twist. I've I, probably been told it, but I've yeah, forgotten I want to lock you, you in probably a room video game so you yeah. can just play it. How long? It's like It's 40, a 40-hour game. Yeah, it's yeah, long, it's, I need to commit to it. And, and then there's it. a ton of side stuff because I, mm-hmm. I actually didn't play it when it came out. I played it probably five years later. Mm-hmm. I was just dead sick one yeah. week. And um, I lived with like four or five other guys in a, in a tiny apartment at that time. Yeah. So I was actually staying at my girlfriend's house and she was at work. And I'm like, well, I don't have all my games, <laughs> but I have this. And yeah. so I played it throughout an entire week. And I think it took me more than 40 hours just by the, the depth of it and how much side Wouldn't stuff there is to do. Yeah. God, the lore in that game, if you like actually sat there and read it all, is so fantastic. Was that that part where you get on the, the desert planet where the uh, old Sith temple is? I don't remember. It's like the valley yeah, of it's the I valley of the, the Sith or something. If you showed me a screenshot, I'm sure it would take cor- me like right cor- back. Corvon or something like that. Anyway, yeah. there's there's you literally like the Colossus of Rhodes, like that size of a statue. Mm-hmm. There are just six or twelve big statues of like ancient Sith lords. And I remember just standing there looking at him, just being like, "That's that's the coolest thing I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen." Just I, uh, unbelievable. Talked to Mark Dara actually, like when we From were Bioware, doing the, yeah. the Anthem IGN first, and he said they. 
they snuck some lore stuff in there that was like a big no-no, but really? it's in there and it was canon until they recently <laughs> Until Disney came along. Until Disney, Disney yeah. came along and he was like, Yeah, they have a very thorough vetting process for storytelling in games about Star Wars. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and like that went through everything. So it was canon until recently. And <laughs> it's just kind of a neat yeah. All right, let's let's just each. I want to get to XO nineteen, so let's just each do one more real quick. Uh, Favorite original Xbox game Mm -hmm. as it turns eighteen. I'll I'll do one really quick. It's just it's Halo one. Yeah, Yeah, we didn't mention Halo one. It's kind of like a given. Yeah, but uh, Halo one was the game that got me into Xbox. I played it at everybody. I played it at a house party, and I'm like, I need this console, and it. Halo 1 is why I probably work here today because I had largely stopped playing a lot of games during the N64 and PS1 era. And then as I got older, I had a little bit of money and I was able to get the consoles at the time, GameCube, PS2, Xbox. But Halo was the game that did that for me. And then like with Xbox Connect, getting to play that online, you know, sort of cheating the system. Mm -hmm. But there was this huge community playing it online and it wasn't perfect. XB Connect. Yeah. You could play Halo on. I remember playing Blood Gulch against random people online. It would often have a bit of lag, though. It was uh, was not perfect. But it it showed you the potential of what that service could do. And like then that's when Halo 2 kind of picked it up, right? But I I remember on XB Connect, like you'd see a banshee flying through the sky and then (laughs) Like, kind of oh, skip along, yeah. Okay, yeah. And then all of a sudden, uh, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll give you. Uh, so this was tough for me because it's that the fifth that sort of fifth game on my list is yeah. like, oh man, there's so many. But I'm gonna go. The original version of my list had uh, I put Breakdown on there. It's a total cult classic. But no, mm-hmm. the, the 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 better answer when I thought of it later, uh, Ninja Gaiden. Ooh, Ninja Gaiden yes. is you're a big fan. That game, I I stand by. I think it's still the best pure fast action game ever made. I you know, all due respect to the the Devil May Cries and and the you know what have you to the world, but Ninja Gaiden is it's 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 so perfect in so many ways. Like it's it's technically perfect. It's 60 frames all the time mm-hmm. on the original Xbox. It's the boss design is amazing. The 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 it's it's tough but fair. It's it's walks that line. It is very tough, but it is it is very fair. There were cool, you know, you could upgrade your weapons, and uh, there was a whole shop system, and buying. I mean, the story was even good. Like that that is. I mean that that was the game that put Itagaki on the map forever. Uh, and and you know, I will, I. Ninja Gaiden 2 was on the 360 wasn't as good and then Ninja Gaiden 3 was made without Itagaki and it was not as good. Ninja Gaiden 1 uh was it, it's just like it is if you need a good action game and also another one original Xbox compatible on Xbox Backwards 1. Compatible, yeah. Please go play it if you have not already cuz it's like <laughs> we actually, that was sort we, of that's the original Dark Souls. We talk about like oh, well, what's the God, next Souls? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Tough but fair, the original Dark Souls. I mean it's yeah, we laid we did, the groundwork for all that stuff. We did a couple of let's plays of it when it came to backwards compatibility. They're yes. up on IGN right now. Yeah, Mitchell, although, Mitchell and CJ are like actually professional, right? they, they have a full let's play of Ninja Gaiden 1 no and 2 with no deaths, which is insane. On IGN. Yeah. And wow. I think they finished. I think they did three on, actually on Master Ninja difficulty, isn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, which is well, real hard. Those two are insanely good at that game. Well, CJ, who CJ was know, a pro, was he's from, at Bungie now, was from Fireteam Chat and mm-hmm. he worked here. Now he's a Bungie, but he actually like competed in tournaments for that game. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is I didn't know you could do that I for know, single right? player action <laughs> games. But well, yeah. there's the, the Hurricane Pack DLC uh, added some like leaderboard stuff, so that's where all got that it, came from. Brandon, take us home before we move on to X. Oh man, here. I'm going to end on a on a weird note uh, <laughs> because we've already talked about my top five, which yeah. was Halo, Halo Two, Kotor, Mech Assault, and Fable. Um, but I put in some honorable mentions because i had a feeling this was going to happen um so like there were a bunch of other games i loved mercenaries i thought was excellent oh that was good that was like the first it was like the first grand theft auto clone that was yeah, good. yeah mm-hmm. pretty much yeah um but the one i'm gonna say is uh i mean crimson skies was so good as well but uh the mm-hmm. one i want to talk about is is it maybe a little known one but it was called hunter the reckoning oh yeah it was, that a, was early original xbox yeah, too it was That's- it was a twin stick shooter <laughs> Set in modern day, but it was like modern day horror fantasy. So you played, there was, oh my God, they were all so stereotypical. The four characters, there was a priest with a shotgun and a trench coat. <laughs> and then there was this like raver, raver girl with uh, like dual pistols and she could like jump and fire them via the, like the matrix. But anyway, it was a twin six shooter that had local co-op. And I played that game front to back probably six or seven times with one friend of mine. That's just yeah. kind of how we spent one summer. Yeah. And it was, it's just such a really, uh, man, it, it kicked off a whole love of, for us of like, um, isometric, like, uh, champions of Norath, yes. uh, Baldur's Gate, dark Alliance. Like it kicked off oh, this right love with you, yeah. of like isometric, twin stick shooting kind of games and it well, was just action, it was a blast action rpgs rather yeah, than yeah. twin stick shooting. yeah that's I think would that's be more that's fair more fair say, right uh, and then they came out with a sequel called uh i want to say it was hunter the reckoning redeemer i want to something like i want to say yeah um i don't actually remember if that was <laughs> if that was better or, or worse but uh that game is kind of a blast from the past and it, it had a cool motif and and i don't know i, I had some really nice memories well good it. stuff happy 18th birthday to the original xbox just so many good games. I, it's astounding for a, a four-year life cycle on that console mm-hmm. and Microsoft's first entry into into the video game market. How many legitimately Bangers. great games? Yeah. Yes, that there were. I mean, it's it's kind of amazing how how uh, how deep that lineup was. And I still think it's got one of the best boot up visuals and sounds of all time with the nasa stuff mixed in yeah then yeah. well the nasa stuff but like as soon as you press that button it was like yeah yes indeed thank you seamus blackley uh all right xo19 you guys probably all watched it last week if you didn't uh the, there was a lot in there um not a lot of major stuff but mm-hmm. the the big stuff was rare's new game yes a new assumedly next generation game from rare because they didn't say anything about yeah. xbox one or scarlet so ever wild it is way out there yes ever wild uh destin they've sort of explained the you know it's a very vague they haven't trailer. said much yeah but basically but what, what, what is your sort of what is it as you saw it it's it's actually a really gorgeous sort of that cell shaded style look that a lot of the games that we saw during this conference actually had, but it seems to involve exploration and encountering different wildlife species, and you do that in a collaborative sense. And they showed one scene where two characters are walking together, and then they encounter what I can only describe as a deer or a moose, but uh, with a twist, it has like antlers that sort of fold yeah, in and they were then clearly unfurl. like kind of alien it's, it's mm-hmm. like a it's like annihilation the movie right it's like 
they take something grounded in reality and then add weird twists or, to or it. Or even like the odd characters you see in a movie like Avatar or, sure. you know, right. like, like sort of a, a yeah. fantasy, but yet alien world. I think that's a good way of describing it. I'm really, really intrigued by it. I have to wonder what the mechanics are going to be because, yes, it's gorgeous. Yes, the characters look neat. I'm really intrigued and I'm really happy Rare is developing something new. I, I just I don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, and I what think that's on me- purpose, right? Mechanic. That's that the, yeah. the the point of this announcement teaser was mm-hmm. was to not tease. to yeah. yeah was not to tell you explicitly what it is. But yeah, I'm with you. I I I love the art style. Um, more so, actually, specifically the color palette on yes, this, evident in this trailer. It's so vivid. Just mm-hmm. the colors in it are. Are so vivid and, and just gorgeous. So and, uh, and it's I, use of light too. Like everything is bright. Yes, and it feels like sorry. It feels almost like that bloom lighting effect that took the video game world by storm for a good five. But not years. In, a, in a gross, obnoxious no, way. No, like not at all. Not at all. For a while. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of what the, some of the other games on Xbox are doing. Like Ori. Ori has mm-hmm. done a really good job of using the full range of the color palette to make yes. these really, really fantastical worlds and. This this also nailed that vibe. Yeah, uh, interest. Uh, coincidentally, Everwild gave me a little bit of a of a vibe of <laughs> Everwild gave me a little bit of a vibe of Michelle Ansel's Wild uh, for PS4 that still hasn't and probably never will come out. At apparently, this it's point. still in development as of I don't know earlier this year. Gamescom twenty. 20- 14 mm-hmm. I think that game was so I'm not holding my breath anytime soon but yeah but yeah I I have to my guess would be that Everwild is using uh if not the entire Sea of Thieves technology base at least the networking portion of it if not the graphics engine as well because it's it to your point Destin it is it is clearly a a, a large world you know, we saw three players mm-hmm. yeah. in the trailer. Well, going three, on. three characters. Thank you. Yeah, three. You're, you're right. Three characters. So that would that suggests to me that it's probably using the the Sea of Thieves network architecture to yeah. you know have people be able to adventure together in a in a big open. I hundred percent agree. So. And and you saw moments where like there was a a big boulder or maybe. A small cliff, I guess you could call it. And one character was helping another character yeah. like scramble up it. Yeah. So yeah, that says to me that's gonna be like a kind of I mean, as much as a one minute teaser trailer can, mm-hmm. um, you know, a, a a sort of peaceful exploration game. But there is some antagonistic moments in it, right? Like there's that part in the trailer where they're walking up to the cave and you see that the tiger, but over on the left, actually you see like what appears to be ghost like mushrooms or maybe some huh. fungi. Um, and then, of course, the music changes and the colors like become a little desaturated. So uh, it seems like there is definitely like there's got to be an obstacle, right? And it, yeah, and that's what it is. I got like sort of a never-ending story fern yeah. gully vibe to yeah, it, yeah. where that's it's like the, it. the natural evil is just sort of the destruction of nature. Yeah. So that looked really good. I think for, for <clears throat> me, that was the highlight of the show. Was that the highlight for you guys? Everwild, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's also their first no. studio game, right? What? It's the first uh, game that they revealed for Microsoft Studio because that's what they said. That's when what they, they kicked off with. Yeah. Yes. So that was. So they're just saying that's their first reveal. Yeah. For of, yeah. Till about ten minutes later or five minutes later. <laughs> no, uh, like two minutes later. Well, they we'll went get, back to back. Yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, I kind of want to. I'm. We're, let's start. Let's go with the good stuff. The everything that we we liked here. So Everwild, and then um, I I was really impressed by Dauntnod's new game, which is called Tell Me Tell Why. Me why yeah. uh, Brandon, what what are we telling? 
in Don't Tell Me Why, or rather, Tell Me Why, not Don't Nods, Tell I'm Me confused. Why. I, this is going to ruin me for a while. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's another one of those sort of games that Don't Nod does really well, which is narrative-based sort of emotional stories centered yeah. around family and self-identity. Uh, episodic. Is, episodic, yes. Uh, I believe, did they say five, or am I just thinking of I don't remember, every other... But it, but they'll all come to Game Pass. So this is this is a second party exclusive in the same way that that Quantum Break was or Alan yeah. Wake was the rem- that remedy stuff used to be, where uh, you know Dotnot is is not owned by Microsoft. Yep. This is yep. not one of the fifteen studios, but it will be publishing exclusively on Xbox and PC, and you know every episode straight into Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And you know one of one of the big sort of elements of it is I, I don't know if it's the first game but it is one of the first games to feature a uh sort of transgender uh main character yeah you, uh, you're, you're tw- uh, it's it's a set of twins okay is, siblings is, is yeah. that what it was yeah oh siblings not twins okay my bad. Well, that, i mean i'm the not same sure definition know, but, but yeah they are twins okay but yeah, yeah that's what i'm I not thought. sure I, w- I was like furiously writing news during mm-hmm. during the, that portion of it yeah. so I, I missed some of the the main details of it but um i know that you know I trust that studio to to sort of handle things well. Yeah, I mean they've they, I think they've they've earned the the trust and respect yeah, there. Yeah, and absolutely. It's, you know, it's uh, it's nice to see the representation. Number one, uh, and number two, I I from a game perspective, I really like that this game and and this game. The trailer made me think about Daunt Not in general and everything they've been doing with Life is Strange and and the couple seasons of that. Um, it, it feels to me like. Don't Nod has really found their identity as as this sort of this nice medium ground between oh right between yeah. Telltale's kind of very basic just dialogue driven uh, adventure episodic adventure choice games. trees all the way yeah, down, yeah. to and then the middle ground between that and uh, I know this is an Xbox podcast but Quantic Dream mm-hmm. on whose stuff's all been on PS4 or just on PlayStation. They're a sort of very high budget, super like cinematic adventure games with, uh, you know, that are, that are also dialogue driven, but, but more have some more mechanics. It's like the dot not stuff seems to kind of be living nicely between those two things where it's not as simple as one or as, or as, you know, it's still episodic. So it, I really want to see where, where this series, this, this episodic series goes, but a lot to like. Yeah. Uh, and then Age of Empires 4, just mentioning it only because I <laughs> don't think it's going to be coming to Xbox. I think this is PC only. Right. I couldn't find it definitively, um, but I would be kind of surprised if it did come well, they, to Xbox. They just time. did one and two, didn't they? And that will Defin- be on Xbox. Definitives. I'm not sure. I have to go back but, and look. Uh, it, it's on that big list that we have. AOE have. 4 looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it it's just looked great. It's yeah. great. And they started a new studio. Yeah. Um, which is the name of which is escaping me right now, but it's headed up by Shannon Loftus and it yeah. is going to focus primarily on, if not only on the age of empire series. So, and then uh, the other thing, the other thing I thought highlight of this, uh, you know, what hour and 35 minute event was that when you piece it all together, Microsoft's 2020 first party lineup mm-hmm. is, Really looking nice to the, I mean, to the point. It, it's all finally starting to pay off. You know, we we had there were what there were two significant first party games this year. Oh, uh, oh, release? Gears Five yeah. and Crackdown Three. Yeah, 
Last year, there was... Sea of Thieves. Sea of, in, oh, that was 2018 already, right? Was Passions. it? Oh, my God. Was it? Yeah, I think yeah, it, it was. Yeah, was. right. it was You're right. It was 2018. So Sea of Thieves and... Uh, was there... Was there any other? I mean, Inside isn't an exclusive anymore. That but was 2016. It, it was at the time. That was 2016. But then, oh. uh, it was. I think Halo Wars Two was early last. Yeah, was, uh, 2018. No, Halo Wars Two was 17. That was 2017. Yeah. But the point is, you know, we've only we've gotten like it's one tough or that two. We're, the fact that we're even having this conversation, right? It's been one or two first party games, not one, but it's it's been like two or three at the most. Mm-hmm. But listen to this. So this is so this is their first party lineup. <clears throat> For the first half of 2020, yeah. pre-Scarlet announce, or you know, whenever, or unless they, I mean, maybe they'll announce it in February. Who knows? But just just the first half of the year, and these are these are with total locked-in release dates. You have Ori and the Will of the Wisps in February, which is almost certainly going to be great. You and I played it two years ago, and it was yeah. great then. Yeah. <laughs> Bleeding Edge in March, yep. Minecraft Dungeons in April, Wasteland Three in May, and somewhere in the mix, because they kind of they march to the beat of their own release date drummer. But uh, Cuphead's Delicious Last mm. Course additional content—that's right. a whole you know extra chunk of game there. So that's—I mean—that's a, a bigger first half than 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 they've had entire years yep. for most of this generation. Was Cuphead 17 as well or was it Cuphead 18? was fall 2017. Yeah, okay. you got th- that we remembered correctly. Just just thinking off the top of my head, I think that has to be because it's like this is the last stop. It's either you ship your game now or forever hold your peace because well, Scarlet's right around the corner and that you need to be developing your Scarlet titles. So they're probably I mean, wrapping up production on those this year. For release in early 2020, maybe I my, I get the f- feeling that Microsoft doesn't sort of operate that way, and I, I mm-hmm. think this probably all just kind of worked out that way. Mm. I, I mean, maybe that's naive of me <laughs> to say, but I don't think Microsoft said, "Hey, we got to get this stuff out before Scarlet," because everything's going to work on Scarlet anyway. Yeah, that's so, true. You know, and and, and what you think Microsoft probably would have been happy to have. <laughs> Some stuff. Oh, if some stuff slipped, and it's like, well, now we're going to launch it on the Scarlet and on the Xbox right. One. I'm sure Microsoft would not have been too upset about that. Or, so I or, think it's just kind of all worked out. Well, one of my big critiques is that we do not have the AAA experiences that are the reason that a lot of us are Xbox gamers. We don't have a Ninja Gaiden. We don't right. have a Bioware Mass Effect that's style. Absolutely RPG. true. We do not have a Halo right now. Yeah, you know that's that's fairly new. Yeah, uh, gritty more adult-themed games. We're, yes. we're lacking that severely in the Xbox library yes. right now. Most of the games that you listed are fairly targeted towards teenagers mm-hmm. yeah. and, and not 18 and up. And That's I, true. I, and with thank God Gears 5 came out this year. That was such a breath of fresh air for the Xbox and platform. phenomenal game. Phenomenal game yeah. also. And yeah, I mean, I was going to give this feedback later, but I do think that is a dangerous place to be in right now. And I hope they address it with Scarlet. And I'm wondering if they've been banking that sort of need that I've been looking for, at least in the Xbox library for the Scarlet. Well, I think you're, I think you're right in that. So, you know, what I was kind of politely trying to say here, and I don't mean this as, as a knock against any of these games, 
None of these are AAA games. They're Bs. Right. They're, they're, they're just, I mean, plus, I think plus, even, plus. Phil, even Phil yeah. Spencer, if he were here, yeah. I think would say that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's great. That, you know, it's, it's a game a month for mm-hmm. four months or five, depending on where Cuphead slots in. But yeah, these are all smaller scale things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Like in the fall, we are going to get big games, first party games in the fall. I, I am, I would be, dumbfounded if halo infinite was the only triple a that's going to mm-hmm. be from microsoft this fall because it's a console launch there's going to be something else i'm i'm sure and, and okay i guess forza yeah probably counts as that but yeah i think there'll be something else even in addition to that mm-hmm. halo forza uh and and probably a lot more that is to be announced but yeah i mean there's whatever the other big project that ninja theory is doing that mm-hmm. they t- they told us about at e3 as as they announced bleeding edge say hey we're hey, working just so on, you know yeah, yeah we got single player stuff too if you jumped on the ninja theory train because of hellblade yeah. we got more of that flavor yes. coming so so yeah, there is but, that i sorry go ahead bleeding edge is that that hero shooter you know answer to sort of overwatch or whatever and it's in like, a way it's yeah. like well yeah, i, I have overwatch though right you know and that's that's the thing i want my xbox stuff yeah that's, that's the thing fair. I think is is the Xbox is the ecosystem for look if it's not a Sony first party exclusive like the Xbox is sort of the best place the best ecosystem to be in not to mention Game Pass right mm-hmm. outside of that but with the Xbox One X like that's what I play most of my third party games on just because yep. odds it, are it, it looks better it I mean, looks look, or, at, look at Red Dead yep. too it looks or runs better on yeah. the Xbox so <clears throat> Jedi you, Fallen Order. You've already got that going oh, God, for that's you. So good, but yeah, I can't. I, I walked by and saw a spoiler today. Anyway. Well, I mean, yeah, just talking about Xbox One X. Go ahead. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but what all these announcements uh, at at XO19 uh, did for me was sort of it looked like a double down on what Microsoft already does really well, which is cooperative service based games, cooperative online games. In addition to being the best place to play third party games, so what, that missing piece of the puzzle is what we need to see come fall. Yeah. With Halo Infinite, with, you know, in the same flavor of whatever Ninja Theories thing is, you know, we need that. Fable. We, yeah. We, which, we need, which will be coming back. It's we just, need those killer, like, just AAA yeah. experiences or whatever the initiative is working on. The yes. quote unquote quadruple A studio yes. made to rival, you know, the God of Wars and the, the Uncharted's and the Death Strandings and all that. You're absolutely right. Brandon, and if you look at the first half of the show, what did we talk about? Chronicles of Riddick, Dark Ready, Splinter Cell, yeah, Dark yeah. Ready, compelling moral decisions Dark from Bioware, uh, shooters, Rainbow Six, Halo One, Halo Two. We we need these type of entries for the Xbox One. And you know what's amazing about? I mean, I know times are changed. We're, yeah. We've we're in a completely different era now. But most of those big games that we talked about as our favorites from the original Xbox. Most of them were third-party exclusives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of them, somehow, Microsoft Splinter Cell Chaos Theory exclusive, KOTOR exclusive, Riddick exclusive. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, think about it. Hey, Microsoft, the biggest software company in the world, is yeah. making a video game console. Yeah. You want in? Yeah. Like, who says no to that? That was PS2 era, though. PS2 yeah. had a huge foothold on the audience. So, like, oh, they huge, were yeah. winning. Xbox launches, and they launched with some of the best games of the last... Well, when did the Xbox They didn't launch out? with them. They launched well, with sorry. Halo and... The, their and, final but, library yes. was stunning. And Assault. So was PlayStation 2's. GameCube had a few games, too, but 
What Xbox yeah. managed to do with the OG Xbox was phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, and, and be, because Miranda's out today, I'd, we'd all be remiss if we didn't at least say Fusion Frenzy. Yeah. Fusion Frenzy <laughs> for Miranda. There yes. you go. Yeah. So, all right. That's a, it's a pretty good segue, guys, into... Uh, oh, wait. Before, we, before yeah. we move on to that, Xbox Game Pass. I mean, that service is... Oh, thank you. Yeah. Th- there is another win, too, that I wanted to bring up, but you're asking... <laughs> well, no, go Game Games. Pass. No, please. Game Pass Keep is it. very important. Keep it going on the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Game Pass is... Hands down, the best deal in gaming, right? Yeah, like, uh, you yeah. can't you and can't how, argue against it. T- they announced a lot more Game Pass stuff here. There are yeah. over forty games coming to Game Pass. The likes, oh my god, I can't like a bunch of Final Fantasies. All the Final Fantasies. Uh, Fourteen is coming to Xbox. Wait, really? Yeah, they said that in an interview. Apparently, hold on. You keep talking. I'm going to look this up because that's yeah. okay. So there, there was it was like a quote from an interview. <laughs> there was after a trans. Oh, after the show. Okay, yeah, because there was no, a, tra- a translated a- section during the show where uh-huh. they talked about and seven or and eight yeah. and nine and ten and you're going to get eleven and they like really monster truck. Eleven is coming. To I one? have no idea. I have to go back. Was also Don't account. take any of that as right. gospel. Uh, we have an article up that lists all the Final Fantasies. Please go look at that before you take anything I say. Okay, yes, Ryan. Please fact check me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, this is Eurogamer. Got the SEO juice on this. They're like, oh, the first one's coming. The Xbox boss Phil Spencer has promised Final Fantasy 14 is coming to Microsoft's console. Speaking to press during a pre XO 19 event. Uh, Spencer announced nine Final Fantasy games from 7 to 15, then brought up the elephant in the room, 14. Quote, the astute people out there might have noticed there's one Final Fantasy that's missing in our list, number 14. 14 is one I've been dedicated to working with Yoshida-san to find a solution to bring that game to Xbox. And while it's not in the news today, I wanted you to know, rest assured, that we will be bringing that game to Xbox. That is pretty clear-cut and definitive. There you go. That That relationship... The fact that it ever happened is astounding to me. That was built for PlayStation and for PC, and the fact that they managed yeah. to get to Xbox. That says a lot about Phil's influence and what he's able to do if he gets in the room with That's the right people. That's great news. Okay, so games... Uh, You're going back to Game Pass here, yes. Going back to Game Pass. Games that came out Thursday of XO19. This was November 14th. Added to Game Pass. Age of Empires 2, Age of Wonders Planetfall, Hearts of Iron 4, Cadet Edition, Lego the Ninja Movie Video Game, Ninjago movie yeah, video game. Yes. Uh, Rage 2, pretty big yeah, one. Yeah, that's a recent game. Remnant from the Ashes, which you liked. It's very good. Yeah. yeah. It's like a cooperative, mm, I don't want to say Dark Souls shooter, but no. it's got that like strafe it's Dark a, Souls a, feel to yeah, it. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Uh, the Talos Principle, great puzzle game. Uh, Tracks, the train set game, if you like trains. Uh, games coming this holiday, this holiday in quotation. So, so the next month. At some tomorrow. point this month. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. uh, Darksiders 3. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Fairly new game. It's from last year. Life is Strange 2, Episodes 4 and 5 are hitting console. The Red Strings Club, which you were also behind. Yeah, that's very cool. Cyberpunk uh, adventure game. Uh, Van Brace Cold Soul, The Escapists 2, Halo Reach, finally coming to console and PC as part of the Halo Master Chief Collection. December. In December. Yes. Uh, December 3rd. 3rd. Yes, yeah. thank you. Um, so they will they will introduce Halo Master Chief Collection to PC with Reach and then start adding games. Building out from there. But yeah. on Xbox, obviously, we've got it all. Uh, my friend Pedro, if you like skateboards and guns, oh my god, that, that game is so it's good. good. Uh, and then finally, maybe my favorite game ever, but one of the best games of all time, clearly, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is coming to Game Pass. So if you haven't that's played insane. that, there is no excuse. Hour, yeah, it's, it's a, that's a game of the decade <laughs> contending yeah, role-playing game. Not even game. the generation. It's the yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think three of the Game of the Year contenders, the Game Awards just released their nominees today, including Control and Outer Worlds, are on Game Pass. 
And that that yeah. was really really impressive. That's also, crazy. Yeah, and then uh, weren't the the Yakuza games coming to Game so Pass as games, well? Games yeah. coming in 2020. Yeah. I'm just going to read these off. Do no it. editorialization. It's... Except Carrion is coming out, and that game looks so good. Yeah, I wanted to talk <laughs> about that in a few minutes. But John Carpenter's The Thing, the video game, but only the sections where it's a weird <laughs> tentacle monster. That game looks fantastic. Okay, Carrion, Chris Tales, Cyber Shadow, cool little Ninja Gaiden game, Double Kick Heroes, Edge of Eternity. Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered, Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy X HD, Final Fantasy X 2 HD, Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, Final Fantasy XIII, Final Fantasy XIII 2, Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy XIII, Final Fantasy XV, <laughs> Forager, Haven, It Lurks Below. Those which, are all on Game Pass? Yeah, these are all coming. Holy crap. These are all coming in 2020. Uh, Haven, It Lurks Below, Levelhead, Fogs. Oh, which, It Lurks Below. That's David Brevik's That's game, David Brevik's uh, The new creator game. of Diablo, yeah. It's like Terraria, but, uh, but Diablo. like Diablo Fantasy. Yeah. Very cool. I actually played it for quite a while, um, our, our preview version of it. She Dreams Elsewhere, Skatebird. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> Streets of Rage 4, shout out to Tinsley. Scourgebringer, Superland, Tekken 7, Two Who Luna Knights, the Red Lantern and West of Dead. Man, that is as is a ton of stuff. Yeah, Game Pass, astounding. Uh, well, it's the best best service uh, in gaming. Period. Hands now down. you combine that with one of their other announcements, and I, I wanted to bring this up because Stadia came out today. Stadia yeah. came out today. Yeah. Some technical problems. It functions. Um, I, I think the consensus is very cynical online people, for now people think it's yeah. a failure and like it's not going to work we'll see time will tell uh but xcloud yeah and the big advantage xcloud has man i really want to get my hands on it by the way dlegary at ign.com if anybody can well, help you have me. an iphone it's not yeah, working it's on, on iphone it's on yet. android right now they are yeah. going to we ex- have android phones i could borrow get it installed on well i mean yeah miranda's Miranda got access to it because yeah, she really has, she has android um, she didn't tell me, but the point I'm trying to make is <laughs> your whole Xbox library is available on xCloud eventually. Of course, yeah. they're rolling out games as the, we talk, the including, including Game Pass. Yes. Well, xCloud yes. is also going to be included in Game Pass, right? Mm-hmm. In movie, yes. Moving forward. In addition to that, Game Pass has also given you access uh, like three months free was it Discord Nitro? Oh, yeah. Spotify. A bunch of stuff. Six yeah. months. Of, but yeah, man. So it like, sounds marketing y, but it's like it's a bunch of, you know, free months to things. Yeah, it's but, it's just like Microsoft has created an ecosystem that you mm-hmm. cannot compete with. Yeah. You can't compete Stadia's, with Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Live right now, moving into the next generation where hopefully yep. they have those games that we're waiting for. Stadia's disadvantage. You got to rebuy all that stuff. XCloud, no, you already own that. Let's play them. Yeah. Play them on the go. And I, I think that's. In hindsight, like, uh, I really, really want to try and see where it's at now because now I've tried Stadia in the wild. You yeah. need to try XCloud in the wild. Yeah. Because if they nail it, they win. And, yeah. and to be fair, Phil Spencer did say during the Inside Xbox that, that, uh, that xCloud would be something that's not finished for several years. They're mm-hmm. just going to keep building it right. and building it and building it. So it'll be, I'm sure, playable in various ways and shapes and forms. But it is not a, just a thing that's going to be done and out soon. It's just going to be this very um, you know, ambitious service that, that builds out over, over a long period of time. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So real quick, man, we've already been talking for a while here. Let's just go over. I mean, let's – Couple con- of the Constructive – Constructive criticisms for I know I'm uh, I'm gonna probably get added a lot on Twitter for this stuff, uh, including maybe by some Microsoft people. But you know, just 
so grounded. Grounded was the other big announcement we didn't talk about. Honey, I shrunk the kids from Obsidian. From Obsidian, okay. So it is a survival game. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Cooperative, cooperative survival, PVE survival game with base building, uh, crafting, exploration. Seemingly, yeah. And so my, uh, I mean, if you guys disagree, I would, I'll love to hear it because I think there's definitely plenty of angles to be had here, but. I have nothing against Grounded as a game. It looks interesting. Uh, I like the as, the visual aesthetic. I love the fact that it, it basically is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the game. Um, I am of I am old enough where that's a movie that means a lot to me. So, um, Rick But I feel like it was not a good choice. Not saying they should cancel it or should have canceled it because they did say it was in development prior to the Microsoft acquisition and it's uh it's 13 or 14 people. It's it's a small chunk of the the Obsidian team right now, so that still means theoretically there's the bulk of the Pillars team, Pillars uh, of Eternity that's probably working on a, a another larger scale project for Scarlet uh, down the way. But, you know, to what you guys were saying just a few minutes ago about you want big tentpole awesome games on Xbox and Xbox has been Microsoft's been buying all these studios and it's yes we're finally going to start to get that stuff they they have the talent in house to do it and then the first game you announced from Obsidian who's a studio one of the more exciting of the acquisitions yeah. because they have such a rich history with creating AAA RPG RPGs and then you announce another multiplayer like I don't want to necessarily call it a service based game but a uh, uh, an emergent game with you know with that that seemingly doesn't have a you know a, a Kotor or or mm-hmm. outer worlds like you know narrative to it mm-hmm. I just feel like it was not the right game, not the best choice to announce as the first thing from Obsidian since the acquisition. One commonality I, I noticed during the entirety of the presentation of XO19 is so many of these new properties are built around a wacky, zany gimmick. Yep. And I'm, I'm very fatigued by that at this point because I've seen so many studios do it and I want core experiences back. I have so few Star Wars this week has been such an amazing breath of fresh air. It is it's a Dark Souls light and it just nails an excellent Star Wars story. It's a single player campaign. It's built in the Unreal Engine and it's fantastic in my opinion. Yes, I, I agree. think I think you should go play that game absolutely. And what did we see at XO19 that could deliver something of that same caliber? Very little to nothing. The Witcher 3 on Xbox. <laughs> yeah, it's like an old game. And and that game, I'm really, really fatigued by zany, wacky gimmicks. Yeah. And, and, it's, and again, that, that's, it's why, not, it's that's, not, that's why it didn't do it for me. Right. Yeah. It's not to say yeah. that that big stuff isn't coming. Sure. Yeah. Again, my point is the timing of the announcement. Yes, from a marketing standpoint. You could standpoint. have sat on that for a while because it's, it's going into early access, uh, Xbox game preview, Oof. in spring 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could have held on to that one. I just feel like, again, as the first thing you announce from Obsidian since the acquisition, I I know I looked at it and went, because I, I had gotten my hopes up. Yep. I had said, oh, Obsi- great, Obsidian's going to be at this thing. Yeah. Yes, this is going to be the Pillars team's big new RPG. Meanwhile, the Outer Worlds team just shipped this incredible yep. role-playing game. Uh, oh, man, I can't wait to see it. This is going to be for Scarlet. This is where we're going. Oh, 
oh, okay, uh, all right, it's a, another multiplayer thing. Just it's in the same way, like, yeah. and, and tell. Bleeding I thought edge. it was. I same thought it was thing. very telling mm-hmm. in both cases. At E3, we talked about it a few minutes ago. Uh, the Ninja Theory guys yeah. came out before they announced Bleeding Edge, or as they were doing it, they said. We have they they like preemptive damage yeah. control. <laughs> yes, we absolutely. have other bigger scale single player stuff. Mm-hmm. The same thing happened. They threw to a couple of devs from Obsidian when they announced Grounded, and they said, "This is we've got other stuff. We've got other big single players." Like they knew that this was going to be the response, so they they were doing the preemptive damage control. And so yeah, I just feel like again, I, I'll wait and see on Grounded, but. I would have just assumed they not announced this now. Yeah, here's, and I'm not trying to be apolog- an, an apologist, right? Because I think that with XO19, there's fair criticism there. Um, Inside Xbox has never really been a platform to announce major things on. Currently. Um, currently, and XO18, XO19, like they, they were shaping it up as a PSX level event back when Sony still did those. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do it this year. Nope. But <clears throat> Microsoft doesn't. It's seemingly Microsoft doesn't have the ammunition to fire those shots off yet, right? Yet, yeah. It's all very early, yeah. Yes, but they still need to maintain relevancy. They still need to maintain that sort of hype level of their ecosystem, of their console. And granted, they have a lot of it going, but none of it are those tentpole games that we were talking about earlier. So. I don't know if it comes from a place of insecurity or it comes from a place of just like needing to uh, carry a narrative that, hey, we still have a lot of irons in the fire. We still have a lot of cogs turning, but they're, they they treat and we spoke a little bit about this. They treat um, sort of smaller announcements, uh, relatively speaking, right? They treat sort of smaller announcements as big tentpole things. And it comes off. Um, yes. It checks that box that you do have new things and they are exclusive and they are first party, but it also comes off as like your your first party exclusive announcements are this level, this tier, versus, tier yeah, versus what we've seen with maybe other other platforms, right? Um, so it does like beg that question: Is it worth even announcing? And I think it is. Like you have you have to announce, you have to talk about what you're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they need they need that relevancy, and it was I think. Announcing Grounded is the lesser of two evils to just another XO event where, oh, Microsoft doesn't have anything to talk about. They don't have any games. I mean, they had Ever Everwild, and I thought the Dot Nod is a second-party thing. Mm-hmm. Like They had enough announcements for a pretty decent one-hour-long show. The uh, problem is... Yeah. They've bloated it to two and a half hours because they know they've got you. Mm-hmm. And you know what I could do without? Well, it wasn't the two. It was three, an hour and a half. It felt like two and a half I, hours. I know. We'll, Sorry. Get, we'll get to but, that. Here's Maybe what you're I hear of our post show that <laughs> ran afterwards. Here's what here's what I could do without though. The three segments where they tell me about their discounts and sales, the the I mean, trailers for stuff that's already been out. Yeah. That's that's not necessary for something like that. I don't think that's the place to do it because it expands your conference and Everybody within the Microsoft ecosystem is trying to get their five minutes or whatever right. that they well, get. The secondary piece of feedback, sorry, Ryan, go ahead. to interrupt go ahead. you, is no, no. that everything comes off campy and annoying. It, I feel like I'm being marketed to the entire presentation. I definitely agree. So yeah. if you play the part of announcer, like 
I, I was going to do We won't actually. Do oh, that. wait. Are we going to do right, a skit? All right, do it. Let's do, do, it. do a skit. Right, what am I announcing? So just announce that Destin's coming out with a new game, and it's called Destin's Game. Uh, am I reading off the teleprompter? Yeah. That's, we're reading off a teleprompter, okay. but uh, we're trying to act natural. Oh, okay. So we're proud to announce the new game from Legary Studios. It is called... Destiny. It is called... Oh, there, there it goes. It is called... Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Destiny 3. <laughs> Nope. Thank you so much, Ryan. I'm so happy to be here for Destiny 3 Reveal. It is really good. And the studio is really, really excited. It comes off campy. It comes off not genuine. And and it it does something to the audience's perception of like, I know I'm being marketed to and I hate this. You're going right where I wanted to go. But real quick to circle back to what you said, Brandon, about, um, you know, kind of maybe... uh, Little little big for the britches is uh, is if, if, the, the the end of the perfect example of that is the one more thing the mm-hmm. closer was we've got one more thing for you oh, yeah and it was Wasteland. a new trailer for Wasteland three which again Brian Fargo is a, a legendary game creator part of the new part of the Microsoft family in Exile Studios but that's a game we've seen many times before you know if you, I just feel like that's not the way to end the show in that in that exact way like okay well you know you close with that if you want but you can't just don't hype that up unless it's going to be a new halo infinite teaser i'm actually surprised that they opened i mean they opened with their two new announced games and and i get maybe you want to start off on the right foot but i mean after the Fortnite sponsorship trailer there was everwild and then there was grounded like yeah yeah, Ground, but grounded and don't honor your openers. Everwild, your closer. They must like put wasteland in there wherever you want, really, because we've seen that game already. Yeah. We know that's coming. It was such a bizarre closer. Yeah, but you're right, Destin. I want to talk about this too. It's just real quick because again, we don't want to harp on it. It's it's mm. it's very easy. I mean, it's easy to sit here and criticize. Yeah. We, the again, I say this all the time. Putting those shows together, I have like a little bit of experience with it. It's extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. It is very hard. And especially, yeah. I imagine it's even harder when you're Microsoft. And to your point, you're, you're kind of trying to play, you know, you're trying to keep everybody happy. Well, it's like, what about, what about, does my game get my five minutes in here and this and that? But yeah, it was, it, I thought it was very overproduced. The, the raucous, crowd cheering like okay well i get that those people are happy to be yeah, there it is a fan event but the, like, the t- the between the that you know the the cheering for the small these tiny announcements plus the teleprompt the obvious teleprompter stuff um it just it, yeah it just comes off as a little much where like it, it's kind of in a sharp contrast to uh, and the runtime i totally agree mm-hmm, about the, yeah. w- the runtime was way too much like you talked you mentioned carrion Mm-hmm. Uh, great ID at Xbox game that's gonna a great looking game that's gonna launch into into uh, uh, Game Pass and then there was another one. Hang on, it's from the um, Virginia creator called. Uh, have it here for a second. Uh, oh, there it is. Last stop. Yeah, which was the that sort of mystery game. With there's uh, and apparently I'm in that game. There's a guy that looks exactly <laughs> like me. I, I pop up in games yeah, I was every few say, years. Like, you've been in a few. I've been in a games. few video games uncredited, uh, apparently. Um, but um, you know, I like. There, there were, th- I think, three montages in there that yeah. just and one of them was an ID at Xbox montage. Yeah, it becomes me, noise at some point. Do a do a Nindies style 
direct, you know, do a separate ID at Xbox 20 minute thing, whether it's hosted with major Nelson and and Jeff and the crew or not. And let's, let's focus on a few of them. And so, you know, going in, this is going to be all about the ID at Xbox stuff. And it's not going to be, you know, it's not just going to be lumped in with a bunch of other things. So I could have, you know, I think that could have saved a bunch of time and served both shows better. Could have served the ID games better, Mm -hmm. could have served this event better. But yeah, too long, overproduced. uh, And it's just, yeah, it's. You're absolutely right. That is the solution. You need to break. You're doing too much in one show. Yes. Your your XO19 show should be your spectacle. I was exhausted by the end of it. Mm -hmm. Like that's and and as someone who's there to cover it. So I know we got to wrap up. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are quickly running out of time. And I don't like. I I hate to end on. Maybe I should have done the bad stuff first. (laughs) (laughs) Because, but it's uh, you know hopefully this could you know the hope was that this comes off as constructive criticism. These are things that can be evolved and can be uh made better in right. in future events but yeah um it it was you know it was great to to get a new game from rare uh the dot nod thing was great the game pass stuff continues to just cook this stuff on fire Dude, every time I, I can't say enough about that yeah uh, and, and i think as we go i, I know we got to wrap up but i think i think as we go and the announcements become larger and larger yes and, more and they will and that's the thing they will it it's a loss later plan yeah microsoft's mm-hmm. production value is clearly out of the park like whoever puts on these inside yeah, they're putting Xbox a lot of money into and it. xo19 mm-hmm. shows they're clearly spending money they're clearly very talented um i think part of the uh disingenuousness of uh, these shows is because the, of the 20 rehearsals. Well, it, it's also because, you know, you got to act hyped and you got to act excited. Uh, and maybe the caliber of announcements that they have right now doesn't really lend itself with that level of enthusiasm that we're their seeing. best reveal for me was something that was still scripted, but still came off genuine. And that was when Sean Murray came out and said, we're bringing no man's sky to Xbox with no man's sky. Next. He was humble. He was, he Kind of owned up to yeah, but that's the, Sean Murray. The stigma behind it. Yes, it's but like I, I would watch most, Mark Cerny read the back of a cereal box and it still be fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are just some people who who can deliver. I suppose. I think. I think the moments when it's not scripted really come through as genuine, and I really yeah. appreciate those moments. And they've scripted it too much. Over. I, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think I there is a, there is a level of of just like our seven hosts are going to guide so, you through an explosive day. I, I would. I guarantee as someone who does what we do for a living, there there is a postmortem meeting of probably a very long one, an hour, maybe two hours, that Microsoft is either having now as they're all back or or is going to have very soon where I'm sure they're all they're all gonna bring up uh, you know a, a lot of f- internal feedback from from inside Xbox and NXO nineteen and and again, I think you know th- they brought this back last year. Than they did this year, and I really think they'll learn a lot from both of those, and they'll have more ammo yeah. in in the clip with with Scarlet for XO nineteen next year, and I think we're we are building towards it, yeah. uh, and hopefully they will take some of these uh, some of these you know constructive criticisms into account and continue to to deliver better and better stuff. Because, yeah. uh, but yeah, it, the rare was the highlight. That's yeah. that's the big winner. Can't wait to see what what that game uh, is going to be. And that's, I guess that's probably it, the second. Even though they didn't literally say this is for Scarlet, it's sort of the second official first party 
I mean, unofficial, official, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, because again, you know, we assume Forza Eight Motorsport Eight is yeah. going to launch, but it hasn't been mentioned yet. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's the the second one after Halo. Yeah. Ryan, we, stuff. we really need to wrap it I up. We are I very apologize late. for bringing it up. We are uh, we're very late, so mm-hmm. uh, we'll save. It's too bad I had an episode four twenty themed loot box, but uh. we'll, just, we'll do it next week, uh, and then we'll we'll get back to trivia uh, next week. Hopefully, Miranda will return as well. So. For Destin Legary and Brennan Tyrell, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This, this was Podcast Unlocked 420, which everybody at Microsoft probably hated, and maybe you did too. But you know what? We put our stuff out there, and if you like it, great. And if not, there's always another show next week. That's how I like to look at it. They can it's give true. us feedback about Podcast Unlocked. That's true. Unlocked. Yeah, that's, we'll get notes from Microsoft about how yeah. bad this episode yeah. was, and it'll be... <laughs> It'll be the real quid pro pro quo. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. uh, All right, bye. We're out of here. We will see you guys uh, next week. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.